Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Flummer Building. As you'll now be spending your workday here, it is important that you learn a bit about the history of this famous floor. Welcome to Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute, the daily podcast in which we brave today's wintry economic climate and get a real job discussing being John Malkovich one minute at a time. I am your host, Austin Pryor. My guests once again are John and Niall from Bat Minute. You couldn't get rid of us. <laughs> yeah, like, We're back again. Craig Swartz now just clung on in the inside. There's no way to get us out. We have been redirected to the subconscious. Today we're discussing Minute 4 of Being John Malkovich. Minute 4 starts with a fade-in from Black as a grey parrot, who we find out is named Orrin Hatch, continues to repeat, Craig, honey, time to get up! Uh, and ends one minute later with Lottie leaving for work and Craig looking like he never wants to move from this bed. <laughs> I don't blame him. Well, not in... Yeah, he, do, he doesn't want to move from the bed. Not in a, a nice, cozy way. Mm-hmm. In just a horrible, depressed way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there myself. I get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel his feelings. He... Oh, yeah. It's just... too close to home, that, that seeing that. Seeing him just, like, turn over in bed like that with the kind of half-closed eyes. Yeah. As you say, it's not an enjoyable laying in bed. Like, normally, like, no. you know, like a Saturday morning, like, oh, this is bliss. That's not bliss. It's no. torture, but you can't do anything else. <laughs> it's it's dead space. Yeah. Like, no, no, not to, uh, you know, we're reading it that way, and that is almost definitely what they're going for, but can we verify that it's not, like, 5.30 in the morning and it's, well. like, a Tuesday <laughs> and she's just like, what the hell are you doing to me? <laughs> like, maybe alone. Well, there is, there is that, like, there is that vibe with the kind of like one person being up and awake and the other person being <laughs> horribly asleep. And that is the worst time to talk to somebody about life choices and yeah. their career path and stuff. And I don't think like, you know, I don't think Lottie's being awful here or anything, but she's, this is the wrong time to talk about it. And, and kind of, she's bringing it up in a kind of a, a delicate way <laughs> so as to not be, you know, too pushy or anything, but like, uh, yeah, just sit me down and have a, a cup of tea and talk about it this evening. You know yeah, I mean? not, not now. Let him uh, get like, up. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I will, I will answer. I will say yes to anything if you're t- if if it stops you talking to me at that hour <laughs> of the morning. I will just be like, yeah. Well, is I love right that she basically she suggests to him to go and get a job. That's that's yeah. what she's saying, isn't it? That's the life yeah. choice. You know, go, why don't you go get a job? And it cracks me up how he automatically assumes that she means a puppeteering job. <laughs> why know. would she mean that? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's like it is beautiful, and it is. That's just how focused he is on, you know, being a uh, being a puppeteer. And She's so thinking, no, you idiot. His identity. Yeah. <laughs> She means anything, like get a job at McDonald's. I, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's just thinking like the Joker, you know? No. Oh, way yeah. I see it is, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Mm. It's good <laughs> advice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like I think it was an episode of Peep Show where Jeremy, like someone's saying to Jeremy, like, why don't you, you, you just refuse to get a job. And he's like, I can't get a job in media. Why, if I yeah. have a media degree, why would I get a job that's not in media? <laughs> this is like, yeah. hey, by the time you're like 29 or whatever, just get whatever the hell you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the desire to want to move into media for him, but it's like, well, maybe mm-hmm. maybe work on that as a long-term goal. <laughs> <laughs> 
thing is, though, because Craig is, he is working on this as his sole goal. So it is like, he's, again, he's putting in the work on oh, this yeah. end. Because like, the fact you're seeing him in this depressed the, the stupor in bed would it almost indicate in some ways that he's like a lazy guy. But it's like, he ain't lazy. He's just like going in. He's just hyper-focused mm. in yes. the wrong direction, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he puts all his energy in in something that like maybe isn't going to pay the bills anytime soon. Yeah, I can't imagine a situation where ninety nine percent of puppeteers are really making a living. It's it's pretty tough, and I've <laughs> uh, spoken to Philip Huber about it, and he's you know it's not an easy business to to make a, a solid living in. Mm. And um, the niche he found for a good few years was the cruise ship circuit. Oh, okay. Is there's demand for it on cruise ships? Well, there is if you well, it's kind of a captive audience. So people are like you'll, <laughs> <They're stuck. laughs> you'll be well, you'll be one of a few acts available. So people will give you a chance where they wouldn't necessarily give you mm. a chance in a city where there's a million places you can be. And then once they see what he can do and that it's not just kid stuff, they they tend to come back and word of mouth uh, yeah. everything. So then you know, he builds up the reputation that way. So it seems to be like kind of you do have to kind of give somebody, reduce somebody's options so that they choose a puppet show, (laughs) but then then wow them with the actual puppetry. So I think think the only other way around it is a specific gimmick, which, of course, is we mentioned uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, I mean, there was a famous one here in Liverpool. I guess you could call it puppets, couldn't you, Niall? The, uh, The Giants... Oh yeah, oh yeah, there, there. Then uh, my aversion to large crowds pre-pandemic. <laughs> I never saw okay. the giants. I just saw pictures of them because I just knew everybody was going to be down there looking at these things. But yeah, yeah they, they yeah. were like gigantic. They were basically puppets, but they were manned by like fifty people each, and they were how how tall would you say? No, what do you reckon? They were like, like, probably like feet, near, forty yeah, feet. They were like near the tops of some buildings and stuff. Yeah, they were, like, yeah, they're wow. huge. I, and there were giant people like walking through the whole city, and there was a story you could follow. And then no way. the little girl had a bike, and the puppet could get on the bike and ride it. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, but that's a gimmick that that drew everyone out except for Niall. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I've seen puppets. Like you know, I saw I saw the Remini Riddle when I was a kid. Why like, I need to go see this? <laughs> it was good. My favorite one. They did another one. It was a different company. It was actually the first one. It was before these, where it was a giant spider puppet. And that thing These was. These things look amazing. Oh, if you I'm looked just them up, yeah. Up Liverpool Giants, and <laughs> if you want to follow along at home, uh, do an image search in uh, your search <laughs> engine of choice, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's these are amazing puppets, and they are very, very reminiscent of, if not inspired by, the sixty foot Emily Dickinson puppet that we're going to see in tomorrow's minute. Yeah, that it's so weird because I never thought of that ever because I hadn't watched this movie. I think I said it's probably about eight years. Um, so I I didn't put these two things together until I rewatched it for this week, and I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's the giants. I'm going to have to look into that more. Yeah, I mean, like Char- Charlie Kaufman catches wind of this. And he's like, they did what? <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave the guy who uh, uh, ran the company like the key to the city or something. What, Derek Mantini. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so back to our minute. The first name mentioned is the name of the parrot, Orrin Hatch. Did that mean anything to either of you? Orrin, Orange Hat. 
Orin <laughs> Hatch. Orin Hatch? No. No, yeah. it sounds okay. familiar. Orin uh, Hatch is a Republican senator from Utah, or he was at the, <laughs> at the time of um, of this movie. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> reference is about, other than it just seems like a Kaufmanism where he just thought it would be funny yeah. to slip that name in. Mm. Um at, at, so he was he was um, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee at the time this film was released. Uh, don't really know. I mean, he's like a horrible individual. Ah. He's extreme right, uh, and um, and uh, but he was uh, he he ran for the Senate on a Senate terms reform ticket. So he the the guy who was his incumbent was in for 18 years before him. And he was like saying, you know, he ran on this ticket of like, we're going to put term limits. Uh, and he served as the senator for Utah for 42 years. Whoa. Breaking the record of uh, <laughs> serving for longer than anybody else. Holy so crap. He just sort of conveniently forgot once he got into power. Um, <laughs> he just sort of liked being in power. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. That's never uh, happened before uh, in politics. Never happened no. before. It's the one um, <laughs> It's the one documented case. <laughs> so why Charlie Kaufman would want to mention Orrin Hatch as the name for the Paris, I think is just a bizarre Charlie Kaufman-ish You could say, though, for what you've just said, like someone who stayed in power longer than they were supposed to or should have and refused to kind of give it up is kind of like what Craig is doing inside John Malkovich later on in the movie, in a way. So Very good point. I mean, he had only only been uh, in the Senate for, I guess... 21 years at the point of the film. <laughs> but uh, still, yeah, longer than his incumbent, I suppose. It's kind of but, worrying, yeah, though, he... is like... I, I, because if Lottie is named... <laughs> the, the, the Paris, yeah, that's Orin the Hatch, thing. It's like, what? why has Lottie done it? If it's just Kaufman, hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of your thing. But like, yeah, why, why Lottie? It's really like... A, a, it's worrying up a, a worrying uh, <laughs> insight into her... Into her potential political leanings, I, I, mm. I could also say that maybe, and just to just to, you know the the play, you know, like oh, could, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt, she might yeah. just like adopt animals that don't have a home. So this, maybe this parrot belongs yes. to someone who died, who was a diehard Republican, and she's like, well, I can't change <laughs> the parrot's name now, so it's Orrin Hatch. Like, yeah, because parrots would answer to their names. Yeah, maybe yeah. it being a parrot is the key. I don't know a lot about this person. Yeah, obviously. But maybe was he famous for like parroting stupid right wing talking points that someone else has said? You know, <laughs> like a, is he repeating? It's a stretch, but I'll give it. <laughs> it could it could be something like that because it, it it's a parrot. Be. It's a very specific animal. But I thought, you know, maybe something else until this puppet thing turns around. Ray Mancini doesn't need a day job. Craig, not everybody can be Derek Mantini. So they bring up. The great Mantini, Derek Mantini <laughs> here, and this is the first mention of uh, of Derek Mantini. And and for the listeners at home, we're going to uh, track Derek Mantini, who is mentioned kind of one more time in the movie. But in the first draft of the script, there's there's a whole lot more Mantini. Oh. So so mark this, remember this, and we're going to get back to that as the as the season goes on. See, whenever there's any this Mantini stuff, I, I, yeah. all I can think of. Is the the feud between Job and Tony Wonder in Arrested Development? Yes, yes, it is very Tony Wonder, and what little 
bit we get of uh, Mantini uh, and his image, the, the kind of in the next minute, the the the, the picture we see of him is uh, yeah, it's quite Tony Wonder. <laughs> I wonder if yeah, I wonder if they based it if they based Tony Wonder on this. It, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're they're both kind of David Copperfield because yeah. David Copperfield yeah. is mentioned specifically in the early draft of the script. There you go. There so you go. that's more the connection. <laughs> I think. It was great though. Uh, there was like let, a, a draft where. Derek Mantini also took over a, the life of a celebrity and it was like <laughs> John Malkovich versus like Julian Sands or someone in terms of like I don't want to spoil it but it's so much weirder than that Oh, I was going to say what if he took over Charlie Sheen ah. Ah. <laughs> that explains maybe why Char- Charlie Sheen's recent behavior like I say recent behavior it's like 10 years since he was like went yeah. crazy on the rails and he's stuff, but. put it all behind him yeah in fact, for this show, as I mentioned to you guys in the green room, I looked up Charlie Sheen. I looked up everybody I could think of from this movie on Cameo. Mm. And Charlie Sheen comes on his kind of demo video of, of like, what can you expect from Charlie Sheen on Cameo? He's like, first of all, Tiger Blood uh, winning. I don't do that. That's That was a bad time in my life. Mm. And he's just like, he's he's... So he's not available to do cameos where he goes winning. And, uh, <laughs> I respect that, and all that. I respect that a lot, but I think he's like commercially, it's probably a bad choice. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll be losing loads of money. So I respect it even money. more. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. He, I think he's all right for cash. I mean, <laughs> if he's on cameo, he's That's probably thing. not. Yeah. So, if it, <laughs> yeah. so you were saying like if he's like one of the few people on there, it's like, yeah, Cusack probably has more integrity than to be on mm-hmm. cameo. But if Charlie Sheen's was like, yeah, I need, I need the money, man. Yeah, <laughs> like no yeah. one's hiring me I, to star in another, you know, long running sitcom. I, I really like cameo. I'm a supporter of it. I think it's fun. I've got a couple for people before and uh, yeah, they're always, they're always good. Yeah, I've never, you know, sent or received one, but it is, it's a fascinating kind mm. of, I don't know, it is, it is a, it's quite a postmodernist uh, <laughs> kind of, I don't know, f- vision of, of whatever future we find ourselves in. It's just, there's, it's, it's a very strange era we find ourselves in. Mm, we just need to get Malkovich on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I couldn't find anyone else. And the only, I did notice that um, on Cameron Diaz's Instagram, she has a, a charity, uh, an Omaze thing mm. where you can enter a competition to meet her. Um, uh. So I, I entered that and gave money to charity. And then, you know, if I happen, you know, one in a million to be the person who wins, I will just like be, hi, let's talk about John Malkovich from my podcast. <laughs> Do you imagine <laughs> if I put like, this recording device down while we speak? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. though, if you said that and she's like, oh, just talk about John Malkovich, the actor. Oh, by all means. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, he's a lovely man. He's so sexy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is the first minute where we get to actually see Cameron Diaz and, and, and yes. all, her, all her unrecognizable glory at this Let's point. Let's talk Cameron Diaz. Because this is real. I'm assuming there was, you know, this was all done with intent because, you know, she, yes. they put her on. I was saying to John actually the other day. It's basically Macho Man Randy Savage's hair. They're going there here at this point. You just put on the glasses and the headband and that's it. Oh, yeah. But to have her in this position, like you know, because at this point in the nineties too, she's like, oh yeah, rom com queen. She's a real like you know, regarded the most beautiful woman in the world. So let's put her in loads mm. of frumpy sweaters and big like you know, unflattering yeah, hair. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, and and she like her career path to that date was definitely based on her looks. Like, and I'm not for a second denigrating her talents. Um, 
as an actor because I mean she she was already a good actor in in her more kind of glamorous roles mm. but in this you get to see <laughs> I mean the level of acting in this comedically and dramatically and just yeah. the, the number of surprises that she gives us in this movie she's amazing mm. and um but it is it's really strange like why she's there and it's really just comes down to uh her friendship with Catherine Keener oh ah. and Catherine Keener suggested her and wanted to bring her in and kind of, uh, you know, so Spike Jones, I think, took some convincing because, well, that's not the kind of role I would think of, think of her for. And um, Cameron Diaz took some convincing, um, but uh, it was really, it was, it was really Catherine Keener who was, who was like, who was keen on the idea. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, so it it worked out, and uh, yeah, I like just, it uh, when a big actor does a. A sort of more indie movie when they they sort of go back to yeah, this kind of thing. I, yeah, and I don't think like she hadn't. That's the thing. She hadn't started as like an indie darling. And no, was going back to no. her roots. You know what I mean? Because if like Winona Ryder or something, you know, she she started as an indie darling, and and that would be it's not a million miles. You know, it yeah, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that surprising if she had done it. You know what I mean? But then, um, yeah, Cameron Diaz just comes out of nowhere, and it kind of adds to the just oddness of this movie <laughs> and you're watching it going yeah yeah that is cameron diaz mm. and uh her beautiful face is still there and it still like lights up the screen and everything but just she's not presented in that way she's not yeah, yeah that, glam- glamorous i thought it was all kind of part of, as a, of a very deliberate pattern of the casting in this film because you know we have a, obviously her kind of playing against type in that role and then John Cusack, yeah. who's usually a very kind of you know when you see him in things, usually very affable, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. very like yeah. uh, you know very likable kind of character. Usually looks a bit more slick than this. And then even Catherine mm-hmm. Keener herself, but prior to this, she, you know, this kind of slightly altered her career a little bit because I think she was sort of known for being playing kind of goofy parts and stuff prior to this. Mm. Like she was much more yeah, of a comedic I... roles, and now she's playing like oh the hard ice queen throughout the yeah. Because I'd never seen keener in anything before and i've seen her in a few things since but mm. yeah but i think i thought they, they were doing it as a deliberate thing of like well this is a movie about like people becoming something they're completely not you know mm. people if you ever wanted to be someone else and like you know acting is inherently making yourself someone else yeah. but they actually <laughs> take some you know established people and go like let's turn them into the exact opposite of what you usually would associate them with was kind of like part hey, of what they're going works. for yeah you know Death to the author. If if you interpret it that way, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that. that. <laughs> Call up Spike Jones now and telling him that's what you were thinking way back when, man. <laughs> yes, there of course, go. of course. Uh, he's sat there yeah. thinking this this guy's improving my movie. <laughs> mm. That's what uh, Jordan Peele said when people threw the um, mm-hmm. fan theories at him about the connection with being John Malkovich. He goes, "Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> I intended all of that. <laughs> that's the move." That's the smart move. Yeah, if people want to believe it, let them. Yeah. I do wonder nowadays, though, because Cameron Diaz, you know, uh, people probably might have noticed she's not been in films for a while because she's, she's retired. She's out, she's out of it. She's like, Is she? She's out of the business. Uh, mm. Since, I think it was Annie, way back in like 2014 was her last movie. But um, right. I do wonder now, though, in a, uh, a post reconnaissance era, where you know Ooh. Matthew McConaughey completely revitalized his own image of like oh he was a rom com comedy guy and like now he's like yeah. a very well respected actor Matthew McConaughey and even though he kind of started off as a well respected actor 
fell fell into rom coms, and then yeah, well, I wonder if Cameron Diaz, if she had kept on, would she have gone like well, I could do that too? Like she kind of does it here almost, but maybe she would be like, yes, incredibly respected, uh, you know, Oscar winning, you know, uh, go to for serious movies. She yeah. can Cameron kind Diaz. of she can kind of flip that switch anytime she wants. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Yeah, if she, she walks if she walks into an agent's office and say, I want to you know start my career back up. And I only want prestige scripts. Uh, you know, poof, you're a puppeteer. Yeah, but yeah. you know, poof, you're a, 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 an Oscar-based actor. Uh, yeah. So next thing I want to look at is the uh, the script differences from the first draft, and it survived into quite late late drafts as well. I'm just going to read this section. This goes in just before our minute starts, before Craig wakes up. Interior, cheerless room, day. The room is bare, dusty. A ceiling fan turns. The wall clock ticks. Craig, 30 years old and small, sits at a collapsible card table. The only item on the table is a book. Craig picks it up, looks at the jacket. It's entitled Sit. Craig opens the book. It reads Sit, 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 over and over. Page after page. Craig closes the book. He begins to stand, but thinks better of it. Sighs. He looks at the book again. It is now titled, Die. He opens it up. Die, 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 die. A rooster crows. Interior, Craig and Lottie's bedroom, morning. Craig jolts awake. A rooster stands on Craig's chest, crowing. Lottie, also 30, in the middle of dressing for work, hurries in and pulls a bird from Craig's chest. Sorry, hon, I didn't know Orrin Hatch was out of his pen. Good morning. <laughs> so it that that's <laughs> that brings us into the minute we saw. So um, yeah, very Kaufman, very weird, yeah. and um, without wanting to kind of spoil anything for for Synecdoche, New York, it reminds me of that. Um, and have you guys seen that one? I have, yeah. Um, only once. As big a fan as I am of Charlie Kaufman, I found that one <laughs> very, very dense. Very, very I, tough to get through. And I didn't watch uh, it because Niall said that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I saw it in the cinema and just whatever happened weirdly, just two, two or three groups of people all kind of came together. So it ended up being 10 of us who all knew each other, all seeing it. And we all went to the pub afterwards and talked about it. And we were like... I, I think everybody kind of expected everybody else to say, oh, that was a bit too weird. <laughs> but but everybody was going, that was amazing. <laughs> the bit when this and it was like, and we were just really like activated by it and really, you know, engaged with it and everything. And um, it's so strange and it's a very challenging watch. You're selling me on just, it. <laughs> yeah, well then, but then like, I, you know, I bought the Blu-ray, stuck it in, I'll maybe watch some of the bonus material first. I'll maybe watch some of the extras and bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely will watch that. <laughs> I'll just watch something else now, though. And uh, I've never gone back to it. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think it's no. Like it's just it's just a you know. Do you, do you want a big load of depression and difficult feelings? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's... not today. Maybe yeah. another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, any more notes for uh, minute four? The only other thing I was like, I, I do want to know the story of what's up with that one cat picture. Like, there's a, <laughs> a framed picture on, you know, on a, a dresser of a cat's face, and I was like, there's a, there's a story behind that cat. Like, <laughs> whether 
I know Lottie's fond of all her animals, but like, who is this cat? Like, what what happened to him? Is he still with us? Is this a memorial picture for It feels him? like a memorial. Yeah. I think. Wow. In many ways, I want to know the history of all of Lottie's pets, because you've got such a diverse range. It's like, what other weird <laughs> animals did you got around? You know? Well, my only other note is also about an animal. Uh, it's when she's leaving and she, she asks him to look after Elijah. Mm. Yeah. And I absolutely love this exchange because he's yeah. like, which one's Elijah again? And it's just the response that you're not expecting at this point in the movie. Okay. The chimp, honey. <laughs> like, you're yeah. just sitting there. What? <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a clear he's... indication, though, too, of the of the state of their relationship, where like this guy has no interest in <laughs> oh. like the the, yeah. the, the the her pets is clearly her passion. She's going to she works in like, I guess it's a pet shop or, or whatever. Mm. The, 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 it the, is, yeah. So, but you think though, you know, if you're married to someone and they have a pet chimp around. <laughs> you think you you'd remember, know. <laughs> yeah, you'd remember the names of the pets, but he's just like, I don't care. I don't want to know the name of the chimp. Like, I, I, I want to be down in my workshop. By That's myself. all he does is his puppets, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. early indication of a deterioration within this relationship. Yeah, she has her animals, he has his puppets, mm. and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> it is a funny one because, yeah, you're, you're drip-fed <laughs> the fact that this apartment is full of animals. I'm so used to the the apartment being full of animals that I kind of forgot that, that <laughs> is a joke when she says the chimp honey like oh they have a yeah, you're already yeah. like and, what there's a and parrot which one's Elijah wait a minute how many how many animals do they have yeah you kind yeah, of want to see her coming in Ace Ventura like and just like you know whistling yeah. and all the animals coming running out of like the fridge and come <laughs> to me know. my jungle friends yeah. <laughs> yeah in the script which one's Elijah again uh, Lottie says the monkey Oh, um, but later in the script, it is revealed that it's a chimpanzee. Now, a lot of people make, you know, confuse chimpanzees mm -hmm. with monkeys and, and Craig does in this movie, but Lottie doesn't, which I think is a it's a good correction there. Oh, that's that funny if he her. thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Because to him, it's, yeah, because, know, it's a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Monkey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he does refer to Elijah as a monkey, but uh, but uh, it would be it would be out of character for a lot of crazy. Though, like she comes home, thing. he's sitting next to like a gorilla. She's like, I told yeah. you it was the chimp. He's like, oh, you saw the monkey. I couldn't tell which one. Yeah, they're all the same to me. <laughs> they're all the same. Uh, so I believe we're out of time here in this liminal space. Can you come back one more time tomorrow? Oh, I suppose. We'll try. <laughs> we'll, we'll hike from wherever the hell we end up this time. Okay. Well, I hope it's somewhere sunny this time. Not counting on it. Siberia, probably. Cool.